for once in your life you should start are you recording yes i am no (laughs) and you know that's going in welcome Mm. back to the holy roaster where father v told should stick with trying to be funny and not sing yes (laughs) thank you you're welcome how was no wait (laughs) why do you always say wait what (laughs) i don't know Wait, How was what? your weekend? <laughs> oh. How was your weekend? My weekend was actually great. Um, we celebrated Riley's birthday this weekend because we have other plans on his actual birthday weekend. Oh. And we, I got us tickets to the rodeo finals. I was last week. The, yeah, uh, like yesterday, oh, yesterday. On Sunday was Sunday. the finale. The finals. Oh, okay. That was a lot of fun. That was on Sunday. We took a quick trip up to Breckenridge. Um, that was fun. What else did we do? There's something else. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Hmm. Nice. Heck yeah. Well, the rodeo was a lot of fun. Like really? a lot of fun. That was my very first rodeo. Like I've seen bull riding before, mm-hmm. but actual full on rodeo. It was so cool. I was like freaking out and Riley was like, yeah, this is fun. And so I kept asking, I was like, are you having a good time? Like, this is your birthday gift. And I'm like stoked about it. But he's been to several hundred, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time. So I was like the little kid at a candy store. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, that was like really American thing. Like mm-hmm. in Poland, so the very first one, like live, I, I saw here in Colorado, nice a few years ago in Greeley. Nice. They have like during summer. There's like a Stop national. Show. That's like national championship. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. What's your favorite thing to watch? Like the bareback bucking horses, or bull oh, they riding, have like different options, or there. like the cattle roping. Or like steer wrestling. <laughs> it was steer wrestling. It's so fun. Yes. Yeah, so a steer. A steer. Okay. Runs out, and then a cowboy on a horse runs out after it, jumps off his horse, grabs the steer, and like yes. yanks it down Love to the it. ground. It's yes, that so feels like really fun. like you know like in the movie. Yeah. Not just riding the bull. Like real cowboys. Horse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You These jump kids your... were like nineteen years old too. Some no, of them. Oh, I remember in Greeley, they do this with kids as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like boys. I don't like 10 no, no, years no. old. There there was, I think it was ages like four to like, I think the oldest was eight, seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And they would hold on to sheep and ride them. Yes. <laughs> remember. Funniest mm-hmm. thing. Oh, gosh. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was. Well, I had, I would say, a really good weekend. Did I, did, I didn't preach this weekend. Oh, wow. I was here at St. Louis at all. Why? Really cool. How did that happen? Every six weeks, uh, we let deacons to preach. Oh. And so here at St. Louis, it's Deacon Mladen. And he takes all the masses, which means just like one evening mass on Saturday and two Mm. masses on on, uh, Sunday. So you just have to show up as a priest. (laughs) You have to say mass, but you don't preach, which is nice. You don't have to prepare for a homily. No, yeah. that's awesome nice. yeah every six weeks it was cool but on saturday i had a really good dinner with uh, some teachers from lourdes 
Oh, fun. And I know they listened to our podcast, which was really fun too. What'd you guys eat? Polish, actually Polish food. Nice. They cooked you? Polish yeah, food? Or Polish food. In? Polish food. We had some Polish alcohol as well. Whoa. <laughs> it nice. was really nice. Aw, that's yeah. awesome. Are they that's like nice. a group of teachers that live together? Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Oh. But so the fun. classic, classic thing happened on Saturday. I was, you know, here at the rectory available all day long just in case any any hospital calls mm-hmm. so i i'm going to to have this dinner at <laughs> 6 30 p.m i just parked my car outside of the apartment and then porter uh, texted me uh-huh. the chaplain like can one of the priests come to emergency room right now uh, <laughs> no I texted Father Brian, Father Sean, can can guys one of you go? And Father Brian's like, I got it. So, Aww. right before seven, because that you know they at seven they have their companions. What a real dinner. bro. So. Oh, so he went and then went to his companions. Yeah, no, it was still on time, but wow. I was like, FB, you're a rock yeah, star. I was 15 minutes away from St. Louis. So. Did you thank him? Not yet, actually. I will. Rude. Do. We'll do tomorrow when we have Sheesh. priest meeting. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I didn't have to preach awesome weekend <laughs> when you just have to come same as and don't prepare for a yeah, homily. You don't have to prepare. Nice. For a homily. Mm-hmm. That does sound like a good weekend. So, so what's the topic? You tell me. You actually came into the office today and told me and I was stoked about it. Cuz we are recording this on Monday the 23rd and, mm-hmm. and I really love this passage uh, let me just find out I think it's the gospel for today gospel of, uh, which is Saint Mark uh, Saint Mark exactly chapter 3 22 uh, till 30 um, <clears throat> Jesus is accused by Pharisees and the scribes actually who is came this from the gospel Mark 322 yes the scribes who had come from Jerusalem said of Jesus, he is possessed by Beelzebul. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of bulls. This yes. is why I will never It's like master bull. What is that? No, it's a, another name for Satan. Uh, okay. So he is possessed by Satan mm-hmm. and by the prince of demons. He drives out demons. Jesus is accused of being possessed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they say, you know, how can you drive out demons if you are possessed by a demon? So Jesus explains, like, that's not possible. You have the parable of the man who who gets plunder, his house gets plunder. So Jesus says at the end of this passage that people, okay, they can utter anything at him and they will be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an everlasting sin. Back up. Mm -hmm. Jesus was said to be possessed. I never knew that. I never knew he was... Well, Pharisees accused him, uh, the scribes actually in this passage, you know, but uh, he's possessed something is wrong like how can you how can you do that so jesus basically mm. explained again like guys you are wrong 
and then he gives a parable and there is usually after that in the parable you have like a key statement mm-hmm. and which the key is statement in this one is yes whoever blasphemies against the holy spirit will never have forgiveness mm-hmm. so our topic today is uh sins against the holy spirit because i heard about this i think i was in high school mm-hmm. you know you keep you keep hearing this kind of uh, statement god loves you just be good and you'll be forgiven whatever well not really <laughs> there are a few <laughs> sins but cannot be forgiven so the catholic church for the centuries were trying to identify the sins mm-hmm. what jesus meant in this passage and what's the essence of all of them well the essence is so simple you want to be forgiven by god you have to acknowledge you made mistakes mm-hmm. and come to him and ask for forgiveness confession yeah, yeah. and if you don't do it mm-hmm. he cannot forgive you because you don't want to receive forgiveness so that's why it's a, like kind of like a gift when someone gives you a gift mm-hmm. you can say no thank you i'm good that's what god does he wants to forgive but you have to come to him he gives us the gift of confession yeah. and the gift of forgiveness that's what happens in a in a confession yeah exactly you come like it's not like priest is chasing you to yeah. the confessional and drugs you have either. to be willing you to. have to come there you have to just you know acknowledge any many sins any mistakes that you've made and then you can you can receive forgiveness if you want to change if you want to repent so jesus says in this in this passage basically okay i want to forgive you like the pharisees and the scribes all of you but if you cannot acknowledge you have a problem i can do nothing here right so you are against the holy spirit because he is you know the the first person of the holy trinity he wants to change your hearts but you just you're you're just blocking him so you're against him and so forgiveness cannot be received and i cannot give you know, forgive now uh, you know like the priest can give you absolution when you go to confession and you don't repent that's why when you go to confession the priest usually should ask you at the end like okay now you can say your act of contrition mm-hmm. it's kind of like a proof like you want to change mm-hmm. if someone doesn't want to do it then i'm not supposed to give you an absolution so you won't receive uh, forgiveness but through the centuries church in the catholic church specifically was trying to identify the the sins exact you know sins uh, that jesus meant in today's gospel so we have six of them so six there's six sins that against the holy spirit that you can Mm -hmm. right is that what it's called the six sins against the holy spirit we don't say six it's just sins against the holy spirit so this one is based on uh, saint thomas aquinas Mm. he actually figured it out in 13th century who's feast day is coming up on the 28th 8th, yeah he's the patron saint of i think teachers students universities love it so he says there are like six and here is the thing with this you know all of them the sins against the holy spirit at any point if you finally come to god and you realize okay i was wrong then you can be forgiven it's mm-hmm. not like if you commit this sin, you are out. You go to hell. No, you can change till, you know, the point of death. And that's that's still, when you are alive, you can change uh, anytime for better. So that's what St. Thomas says. 
but he he identifies uh, six six of them and here is the thing usually when i talk about this people are like oh my gosh like i've done this <laughs> and so it means i go to hell no if you if you realize you've done this and us talking about it then go to confession for it am no, i understanding i'm that gonna correctly? tell you i've i read this somewhere i cannot find it now but the thing is if you think oh, i've done this uh-huh. probably you haven't okay but you're like no never happened probably you have you have done so if you don't have repentance right now when you hear it uh-huh. uh, something is wrong and you should think about oh, maybe I, i've done this and i should be sorry so let's see the very first one is uh despair like despairing of salvation yeah so two extremes here uh, if you think like i'm a terrible person i will not be saved by god i will never go to heaven i'm going to hell mm, anyway mm-hmm. this is a sin against the holy spirit yeah just thinking that just like, thinking like lost like yeah i'm i'm lost and that you're i go condemned. to hell yeah okay this is a sin against the holy spirit because you are closing yourself like your heart yeah for the holy spirit well yeah and it means like you're not believing in god's justice and yeah. power yeah here is even like a kind of unofficial definition this is when a person loses hope of salvation judging that his or her eternal life is already lost and that he or she is condemned even before you know the last judgment right makes sense it basically means you don't believe in god's justice and power right so you're closing yourself this is the first one and on the opposite end of that is it presuming um, of your yeah, salvation presuming of salvation so is when a person cultivates in his or her soul an idea of his own perfection which means like well i don't really need god like i'm i'm perfect i'm yeah. gonna make it to heaven yeah i'm already there pretty much yeah i just need to die first because <laughs> here this person believes yeah you know that his or her salvation has been guaranteed by by what he or she has done mm. like my deeds not what god did on the cross but was me yeah. i'm a good person yeah i help the poor you know i volunteer at the parish i'm an usher i'm a mc or i'm a i mean em or you know like a lector mm-hmm. you know i will save myself by by all these you know good stuff uh oh well that's the sin against the holy spirit don't do it don't do it as you can see it's, it's oh, just closing your heart your life for for the holy spirit because mm-hmm. even if you make a mistake you cannot acknowledge it so yeah the third one is denying a truth recognized as such by the magisterium of the church like when a person doesn't accept the truths or yeah. dogmas of the faith mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm. so dogmas are like truths that cannot be you know change change uh, but they were approved throughout mm-hmm. the centuries by the pope you know uh, you know like the, the very recent ones um, dogmas about the immaculate conception i mean uh, virgin mary so immaculate conception um then of course we have assumption you don't find it in the bible of course that's usually the 
a huge no from our Protestant brothers and sisters. You know, if it's not in the Bible, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, but through the centuries, people believed that that's what had to happen to Mary. So church really, really late actually approved some of the truths that happened. And one of them is Immaculate Conception or the Assumption. So if you deny it, uh, you are in huge, serious trouble. Sin. That's a sin against the Holy Because again, you, you, it's not God who judges you, condemns you. You are closing your yeah, you heart, your yourself. life. Yeah, you're just saying no. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have here. Like this person considers uh, his, her personal understanding to be greater than that of the church and the teaching of the Holy Spirit that assists the Holy Magisterium. So I know better than God. Mm. Right? Not good. No. It's a sin. Don't do it. Fourth I think one. That, I think this next one's going to be scary for a lot of people. What's the next one? Envying the grace that God gives to other people. Yes. I this that- one... I was talking about this uh, this morning when I was preaching. That's what usually I can see as a priest. Mm-hmm. Out of the all of them, out of six, this one is the most popular one by I all can of see us. That. Envy, yeah, not good. It's like I don't know. Someone changed his her life. Huge sinner, public mm-hmm. sinner, mm-hmm. and now he or she is back. Like maybe going to the church every day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, I'm a good Catholic. I do my best. I go to the church every Sunday. I pray. I give to the poor. But this guy, mm, I don't think so. It's really like he really changed. Mm. Like I doubt his conversion. Yeah. that's. And so this is the act of not wanting what is good for your neighbor, you know. Mm. And at the same time, you actually you're judging. Mm-hmm. this person so it's not about judgment but really like doubting and envying the grace that god gives to to other people like you know god doesn't love me you know he gives like this guy maybe maybe he converted i don't know but i i got nothing from god yeah it's almost like revolting against the divine will mm-hmm. from god yeah but yeah uh, that's the fourth one i feel like this one's yeah, I can see why you say it's like most popular because in our world today, especially, I mean, I didn't live hundreds of years ago, so I don't know if it was as prevalent, but now in today's world, it's all about comparison and this person has this mm-hmm. thing, so I want it, or this person is getting so many graces from God and I want that. And it's a lot of comparison and jealousy in this world. So I feel like that's scary. Be careful. Mm-hmm. I used an example mm-hmm. this morning. So I think if you really, if you explain theology, it's it's like Jesus. You need to use parables or like mm-hmm. real life cases. Mm-hmm. So I said this morning, let's imagine here at St. Louis, um, but you knew someone was a huge sinner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I said like, oh, you knew like this guy, he killed someone. Mm-hmm. He went to prison for a few years like maybe 20 years mm-hmm. now he's back like in the church every day mm. and you're like nope he's pretending probably mm. he's a murderer mm. you know like 
this woman she was a prostitute but she just stopped completely and now she's like pro-life and like in the church all the day praying you know mm-hmm. no that's fake mm. so not ever ever don't don't say only god knows like the heart of this person yeah so that's that's the sin a huge one yeah all right fifth the fifth one i don't know you don't know the fifth one i've been one? guessing this whole time so this is the <laughs> sin like i have here you know i have a cheat sheet but i usually again i try to to use my own words if with some good examples this is like when you have a person who creates his own criteria for ethical judgment or simply doesn't adopt any ethics at all and in this way separates himself from god's will and rejects salvation what basically (laughs) means you don't care about the rules established by god oh and if you sin nope that's not a sin i'm good oh these are scary so if maybe even you know like okay i'm wrong but i'm gonna keep doing this Mm. so again you are closing yourself for for the holy spirit like you know you don't want to change oh oh okay so you know you're wrong you know you're sinning because you you might follow some but you do it anyways Mm -hmm. you may follow some like it says here ethical judgment different criteria are your own maybe made up but you know like oh there is like god god's commandments and the teaching of the church but i don't really care and i'm gonna keep doing what i do okay okay but what if you do know the teachings of the church and you believe them but you keep falling under the sin and you continue to go to confession for it but uh, no i mean you want to change so you keep going okay going to confession okay and I assume you receive absolution. You scared me from <laughs> No, it's all about you don't want to change. All of them are you okay. don't want to change. Okay. And you don't go to confession. You're just like, nah. You don't care. This no. is fine. No. Okay. No, if you struggle with specific <laughs> sin, you know that. And you keep going to confession. You pray to him. Yeah. That's fine. That's <sighs> actually... The, that's the good way <laughs> you struggle to become a saint Aww. but this is like not even trying here like yeah. you know i'm good okay. thank you that makes sense and the last one final impenitence which is <sighs> you know i would say it's the result of an entire life of rejecting god <laughs> this is when a person <laughs> stop laughing i'm not laughing <laughs> Guys, I'm just reading off this website, but I've been trying to sound you could really pretend smart. Like, geez. <laughs> yeah, you can well, you tell. You started laughing on that last one. I think I really was selling it. Okay, but let me actually read it. Mm-hmm. So this last one is final impenitence, which is the result of an entire life of rejecting God. So this is when a person persists in error until the very end. It's the equivalent of consecrating oneself to Christ's adversary. Adver- Oh my gosh. Adversary? Mm-hmm. How do you say that? Skip word? it. Okay. Even? Even at the hour of death, such a person refuses to approach the Father with humility. Oof. He doesn't open himself to the Holy Spirit's invitation. Yep. Yeesh. So again, saying no to God. Yeah. To the end. Wow. Well, and I was pre- I was not preaching, teaching about that in my catechism class when we talk about hell Mm -hmm. catechism really says it really clearly 
God doesn't condemn anyone. He wants all of us to be saved. Does the Bible teach that? Yeah. Like he wants like, everyone to be saved, but he doesn't specifically Yeah, like Jesus say says, you know, I came to to save. to save the world, not to condemn it. Well, right. Right. No, I So now that. we have to choose yeah. him. It's yes. it's a choice. This life is one huge choice. It's our yes to him. Yeah, but yes, you can say no. So if you say no, God is like, okay, you don't want to be with me in heaven forever and ever. Well, go to hell. It's it's your choice. Yeah. So that's the point. Yeah. And again, the, against the Holy Spirit, because you say no to him. God is always yeah. open. He's ready for your yes. You just have to say it. So I know it's... I love I love really preaching about uh, the sins against the Holy Spirit this morning at St. Louis I said in my I opened my homily but like today Jesus is telling us what not to do if you don't want to go to hell mm. and people are like huh? hell and then I explain what it really means and how it works so it's all about you have to come to God he always wants to save you but yes you have to come to him if you say no, then, you know, no pressure, but it's your choice. Yeah. I have a quick story. So when I was working out this morning, I was listening to another podcast. And in this podcast, they do like people can write into them and then they tell their story over their podcast. So this hospice care person, like employee, wrote in to these girls and these girls read her story. So she has a ton of stories about people's final kind of like they're on their deathbed. They're about to die. Right. Mm -hmm. And she watches their final moments. And there were two stories that she told. One was that a gentleman was dying and his final words, like he was already kind of dead, but he mumbled these words. He was like, ouch, that door's really hot, and then died. Ooh. Not good. But then another one, same thing. She was like, he or she, I don't know. But he was dying, and right before, like, his, you know, he was actually dead, he said, wow, that's beautiful. And that's mm -hmm. so cool. Man. I don't know. Speaking of, like, heaven and hell, those that just came to mind it's it's real yeah. it is real mm -hmm. and it's just crazy like this hospice worker just kind of witnessed those two statements not in the same day or anything but you know yeah. in her mm -hmm. in her life working for hospice watching seeing people die on their deathbed and like those those two things were said mm -hmm. i'm sure many many other stories with it oh, yeah. but that's crazy that's yeah it's real we have we have you know the choice to the to the very end that's mm -hmm. what happened with the good thief you know the guy who was next to jesus on the cross mm -hmm. you know, oh, he I repented at the very story. last moment yeah and Jesus, like yeah you will be with me in paradise today mm. so we have the the choice i i use this it's going to be the last story uh back in poland you know right after world war ii communism took over and so a lot of bad guys uh, ruled, you know, uh, Poland kind of is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, members of the government. And so when in 1990, uh, the communism was, you know, over, 
all of these guys they start kind of uh, uh, like in charge of uh, but then you know the new government was established and there was kind of like a pressure from that society you know to like okay we have to prosecute them for what they've done mm-hmm. you know and so some of them were caught in proof like you know you've done this you that so and they went to some of them went to jail to prison uh, some they you know never they never been uh, accused or anything but people kind of knew so now in late 90s and and then in 2000s uh, you know these guys are in their like 70s 80s and they start dying one mm-hmm. by one mm-hmm. and there was a uh, the guy who was the head of the government and his name was general vitold actually <laughs> Jaruzelski. and uh, i think that was him or his like handman uh, guy another general you know communists all of them so of course they deny god and the church they hate it but that was <clears throat> Uh, the story shared by one of the priests in Warsaw, which is our capital, he said that uh, he received a phone call uh, that someone is requesting a priest, you know, on a deathbed mm-hmm. to you know, do anointing of the sick and maybe confession. And so he did go there, and that was actually, I think, one of these generals, you know, on their deathbeds, you know, like ready to uh, reconcile with God at the very last moment. And so the priest, of course, you know, seal of confession, you cannot really sure actually what was said and, um, you know, actually who the, who that was, but the priest said, you know, that's one of the uh, VIPs. And he passed away. When he shared this story, the next day, actually, people in Poland were like furious, like that's not possible. Like this guy, the terrible stuff, killed many, many people. And at the very last moment, he went to confession, received maybe the Eucharist, you know, got the anointing of the sick, and so what? Now it's in heaven? Everything is fine? I'm like, yep. This is how it works, actually. So if he repented at the very last moment, you know, God's you mercy. You can be saved. Yeah. But also don't wait till the very last moment. Say yes now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't, don't wait like I'm going to wait. <laughs> you never know when you die so that's the point you should do your best you know now yes be with god all the time say yes now not wait to the last moment because again that you know it's really dangerous yeah to to wait for the priest to come or you know to hear your confession uh, and do the anointing of the sick so now be always ready and be always reconciling you know by going just to regular confession do your best as catholic and it's gonna be fine. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. All right, that 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 sums it up. Oh yeah, just don't, sick. don't sin you against can... the Holy Spirit. Oh no, don't say yes to God, and listen to the Holy Roaster. <laughs> Thank you for coming. We'll see you next week. See you. <laughs> <laughs>